Okay, everybody, welcome to another Ignite Visibility University. Today, I'm so excited because we have Paul Shapiro here today, who is CEO of the Better Meat Co. Paul, how are you doing today? Good, John. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. So for everybody listening, tell us a little bit about you and your role. Sure. Well, it's great to be with you, John. Thanks so much. And let me just back up and say that it's not really a secret anymore that it just takes a lot more land and a lot more water and a lot more resources in general to produce meat from animals than to produce protein from plants. And so we know that raising animals for food is a leading driver of climate change and deforestation and antibiotic risk and pandemic amplification risk and more. But at the same time, we know meat demand is going up, not down that we're eating more meat than we ever have before. And especially in countries like China and India and Brazil and Mexico and all the places it's gonna matter the most in the future, meat consumption is going up, not down. So we've gotta figure out ways to help humanity leave a smaller footprint, or maybe in this case, a smaller food print on the planet. And that means if people aren't going to just uh, become vegetarians, which of course seems unlikely, we need to be able to provide a meat-like experience that requires a far, far smaller fraction of the resources that are needed to raise and slaughter animals for food. And so that's what we do at the Better Meat Co. We are a food technology startup that uses the power of fermentation to create alternative protein products that look and taste just like animal meat, but that require far less land, far less water, no animal cruelty, and uh, make a really delicious, high-protein, high-quality meat-type product. So are people really eating more meat? Because I was under the assumption, which apparently was, was wrong, that there was a big shift going more towards fruits, vegetables, eating. Maybe it's just because I'm in California. I don't know. <laughs> um, a lot of people in that area do seem to be moving in that area, um, in yeah. that direction rather. But so meat consumption is going up. Is it going up exponentially? Um, is it a normal growth curve? What does that look like? Well, thankfully, it's not exponential, but it is going up on a per capita basis. So yes, it's true that the interest in plant-based eating has exploded. Uh, plant-based meats like Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat have gotten really popular, but they still represent a tiny little fraction of the total meat market. So to put it in perspective, John, think about like plant-based milk. Plant-based milk now has grown to be about 13% of the market for fluid milk, um, whereas plant-based meat is still less than 1% of the total meat market. And while plant-based meat demand is going up, meat demand is going up as well. And because there's such a bigger base of it, it just means that it's going up really dramatically. So right now, Americans eat about 220 pounds of meat per person per year. And that does not include seafood. So just for like terrestrial animals, you're talking about 220 pounds per year. That's a lot of meat. That's basically more meat than almost any other nation on the planet, actually. Uh, we're still eating about twice as much meat as on a per person basis as the Chinese are, but their meat consumption is going up a lot as well. So uh, yes, it is true that it's going up, but it's also true that technology is advancing rapidly and giving us the opportunity to create new types of foods that deliver the experience of meat without having to raise and slaughter animals. Is it really healthier to eat plant-based meat opposed to normal meat? I mean, I think I've, I've seen pros and cons. I know there's subtleties that go into the way that it's created. Just talk to us about that a little bit for somebody who maybe they're thinking about trying plant-based for the first time. You know, what should they know? Sure. Well, the fact is that plant-based meat is not as good for you as a salad, but it is better for you than animal-based meat. So as an example, if you look at a Beyond Burger, let's just say since it's the most popular one out there, compare that to a regular hamburger from a slaughtered cow. The Beyond Burger has zero cholesterol. It has less saturated fat. 
And it's also has a much smaller footprint on the planet too, using more than 90% less land and water to produce it than the cow-based product. So when you start thinking about that, that you're getting no cholesterol, you're getting less saturated fat, uh, you're getting more fiber because meat from animals doesn't have any fiber at all. You realize that, yeah, look, you know, this may not be health food, but it is a lot better for you than the current iteration of the product that people are getting. My guess though, John, is like when people go into Burger King and they order an Impossible Whopper, I don't think that they want health food. I think that they want something that, you know, might be slightly better for them, but delivers the same type of experience that they would get if they just ordered a conventional Whopper. So um, yes, they're better, um, but they're, they are better for uh, public health, but they are dramatically better for the planet and for animal welfare too. Yeah, and may, yeah, maybe they they want the peace of mind that they're not you know killing an animal to have to eat something. Tell me a little bit about enhancing meat. What is enhancing meat? Why is that catching on? That's kind of a newer concept to me. What what's enhancing meat all about? Sure. So right now you have a few different categories of like alternative proteins, right? So you've got plant-based meat, which is taking products like soybeans or wheat or peas and converting them into things that look and taste uh, somewhat like animal meat. You've also got what's called cultivated meat or clean meat, which is growing animal cells to make actual animal meat. And I wrote a book on this topic. It's called Clean Meat, How Growing Meat Without Animals Will Revolutionize Dinner in the World. Then you also have what are called hybridized meats or blended or enhanced meats. And that's when you take an animal-based meat and you hybridize it with a plant-based protein so that you get a tastier product that is still high in protein, but has a much lower footprint on the planet. So imagine, for example, um, taking a car that is running entirely on fossil fuels and you hybridize it. So now it's using some electric and it's using some fossil fuels. Well, that's what we do at the Better Meat Co. is we offer big food companies a chance to hybridize their meat products so that they can reduce their own footprint while still having awesome products that taste fantastic. As an example, Purdue Chicken, which is one of the big chicken companies in the country, they offer a product that's called Purdue Chicken Plus. Purdue Chicken Plus is 50% chicken, 50% plant-based. And we at the Better Meat Co. are a plant-based ingredient supplier to Purdue uh, for that product. And uh, people love it. It tastes great, and it's actually grown from two years ago. It was 0% of Purdue's chicken nugget sales to today. It's 20% of Purdue's frozen chicken nugget sales. So imagine if all of the chicken nuggets in the country were 50% plant-based, you would need hundreds of millions, if not billions, fewer chickens uh, to supply that demand. And therefore, you could have uh, a, a much more sustainable food supply chain that uses a fraction of the resources needed to produce the conventional nuggets. And you'd get to grow a lot more plants to, you know, to support that, which would then help the environment. So we've covered um, plant-based meats, we've covered enhancements. And then there's something else that I just learned about, which is uh, RZA. And I think I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. What is RZA? What is the correct way to pronounce it? And then what, what's, what's this um, evolution about? Sure. So, uh, yeah, you can pronounce it however you want, John, but we pronounce it Riza, and it's, it's just a Latin word for root. And so what we're doing here at the Better Meat Co. is using the power of fermentation to convert common ingredients like potatoes within hours into delicious plant-based meats. Now, it may sound like magic, but it's not magic. It's just science. And what we do is we take microflora, so little tiny little organisms, and we feed them foods like potatoes, and we put them in a, nat a natural fermentation process that allows them within hours to consume those potatoes and other ingredients and turn them into something that looks and tastes remarkably like animal-based meat. 
And so if you go to our website, bettermeat.co, you can see photos of what these products made from Ryza look like. Now keep in mind, most plant-based meat today is made out of things like peas or wheat or soybeans. This doesn't have any of those. This is a microflora-based product that does not contain any of the more common ingredients you see in plant-based meat today, and instead is simply a product made from an all-natural fermentation process that within hours is creating succulent, high-protein, high-quality meat-type products. It's really interesting. So we talked about a lot of stuff today. What do you see kind of for the future of the industry of plant-based meats? Where are things headed? What do you think is going to happen with um, traditional meat, with plant-based? Where, where do you see the evolution heading for the industry, but also for, for people who just want to eat food? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, what we're doing today is not sustainable. We have about 8 billion of us walking around on the planet. Most of us are eating meat and would eat more meat if we could afford it. You know, these countries that are having expanded middle classes now, it's great that people are escaping poverty. That's wonderful. It's what we want. But they're you know, eating a lot more meat, which takes up a lot more resources. And we've got to find a way to sustainably feed humanity into the future that doesn't end up destroying the planet in the process. And so while today there's 8 billion of us, by 2050, there's likely to be closer to 10 billion of us. And we're not going to have any more land. We're not farming the moon. We're not going to farm Mars. We have to farm our planet in a way that gets more from less. And so the way to do that, I think, is not to go big with animal agriculture, uh, because animals are very inefficient at converting calories into uh, protein. What we need to do is not go big with animal agriculture. We need to go small with things like cellular agriculture and fermentation. And so in the past, I think protein generally has been synonymous to a lot of people with um, you know, a hunk of flesh from a once living animal's body. In the future, though, we're going to have a far more diverse portfolio of what we consider protein. Yes, there may still be meat from slaughtered animals, but there also is going to be meat coming from animal cells that have been cultivated. There'll be plant-based meat. There's going to be hybridized meats. There's going to be meats that are based on microbial fermentation. Uh, so there's going to be a far more diverse set of how we are producing protein in the future because we just can't keep doing it the same way we are. It's not sustainable. It's inhumane. It's destroying the planet, and we need to and can do better. Well, I'm really excited about that vision that you just laid out there. I can't see how that wouldn't be a positive thing for the planet and for the future. So, Paul, that's that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, where can people find out more about you? Uh, that's very nice of you, John. So I'd uh, love to hear from you. You go to the website, bettermeat.co. If you're interested in my book, Clean Meat, you can just go to the website, cleanmeat.com, and you can get in touch with me uh, via that website as well. Paul, thank you so much for being on today. We really learned a lot. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much, John. Take care. See ya.